Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best mysteries and suspense novels directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here today with Kathy Ace, the author of, among other things, The Case of the Dottie Dowager, which is the first book in the Wise Inquiries Mystery Series. Kathy, welcome. Hello, Stephen. How are you? I am well, thank you. Um, tell us, tell me about this agency. It's sort of a non-traditional um, detective, private detective agency. Very non-traditional. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is a bit odd, isn't it? <laughs> Honestly, I think it's quintessentially British. The 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 women of the Wise Inquiries Agency are um, one each. One is Welsh. One is Irish, one is Scottish, one is English. W-I-S-E. See? That's uh-huh, easy. Ah, you're so clever. Um, oh, that's it. Um, and, you know, they're quite, quite an eclectic bunch. We've got lovely ladies who've come together. They, they, there is a Genesis story, and that will be coming, but I don't want to give too much away right now. But we've got a lovely lady, Carol. She's in her mid-30s. She's just pregnant. She's a lovely little Welsh lady who's... Um, a great mind when it comes to computers. She's a computer whiz and she's joined the agency and tends to act as the sort of linchpin at the office, gathering data and disseminating it to her colleagues. We've got the beautiful daughter of a Viscount, Christine Wilson-Smythe. The Viscountcy is in Ireland, although she does have a very English accent when she speaks. She's in her late 20s. She's gorgeous. She's Mensa smart and really, oh, she's so nice. You've still got to like her. (laughs) We've got the lovely Mavis MacDonald. Now, Mavis is a force to be reckoned with. She's our wee Scot. She's not quite five feet tall, and she's a retired army matron. So a a lifetime in nursing, grown boys, grandchildren, a mom in a nursing home. Give her a very different view on life. And then Lord bless her, there's Annie Parker. She is cockney through and through (laughs) and through. She's completely oblivious to the fact that She's black on the outside because she's cockney in the middle. Her mum and dad moved from St. Lucia before she was born to the east end of London so that they could give their offspring, Annie, the only one, a better life. And Annie's really made the most of that with a career in the city behind her. And these women have come together to form the Wise Inquiries Agency, and they're trying to make a go of it. And it's kind of a struggle when the book begins. You're not kidding. You know, there really is only so much money you can make out of inquiring into where all the meat is going in Mr. Mumbai's curry in a hurry chain. <laughs> and finding um, and finding cats. Yeah, <laughs> and so finding funny. cats. Yes, yes, the missing Moggy. Annie <laughs> loves alliterative case names, and since she gets to name them, they are quite interesting. Um, in this particular case, they, they really find a case pop up out of thin air, and it might just be the case to save their bacon. And the title is The Case of the Dottie Dowager. And uh, for people who don't know what a dowager is, uh, apparently it's an older woman. It's, it's, it's a term that I'm only familiar with in passing, in, in things like book titles. But um, it is a woman who lives in a castle who is kind of comes and goes, I guess, from, from what people think about her, uh, her her sense of reality comes and goes, and she calls her son and says, there's a dead body. Yes, bless her heart. Althea Twist. 
That's her name, and her Henry her son's name is Henry Henry Devereux Twist. He's the 18th Duke of Challingworth, and a dowager is the mother, the widowed mother of a sitting duke or ah, okay. baronet. Um, the dowager duchess she is in her instance, um, and Althea is rather worrying to her son who thinks she might be losing her marbles yeah you're right she calls him up in the middle of the night to say i've found a dead body in the dining room of the dower house and the dower house within its own right is rather a fabulous building sitting in the grounds of the chellingworth estate so henry doesn't exactly hot foot it over there but he does tramp across the grounds to see what his mother's (laughs) on about of course there is no dead body but there is a bloodied bobble hat. So the mystery begins. And what I found interesting in this book, I've read your other series, the Kate Morgan series. And in that particular series, uh, you're very well known for having a dead body very early on in the book. And I kept reading and reading and wondering where the dead body was. And then I actually thought that maybe it wasn't really you that wrote this book. <laughs> That's too funny. You know, you're right. The the corpse series, um, the corpse with the silver tongue, and the most recent, the corpse with the sapphire eyes. You're right. What I do there is I do make sure that the titular corpse is revealed within the first page or two of each book. And the shape of those books very much hangs on that fact. Kate Morgan and Bud Anderson then sleuth through the rest of the mystery. But we we hit the road running, if you see what I mean. With a private inquiry agency, there's a different challenge. You see, once there is a physical dead body involved, the police take over. So there's no real role for a private investigation agency. That means that the shape of the Wise Women book will be significantly different. Um, There can be different mysteries to solve, and sometimes there might be several to be solved. But once something turns up that really should be handed over to the police, the women of the Wise Inquiries Agency are very diligent in that respect, and they do hand it to the police. They've got... um, They've got licenses to preserve. They're running a business. They can't afford to go crashing around with corpses all over the place because that's not their job. Now, people may be able to tell from your accent that you're Canadian. <laughs> that's a joke. Eh? <laughs> you, <laughs> Kathy is Canadian. She lives in Canada, but you were born and raised in Wales. That's absolutely right. This is a Welsh-Canadian accent. Sometimes it's a little bit more Welsh, and other times it's a little bit more Canadian. I very seldom actually hear the Canadian part of it, other than the A. When I go back to Wales, I promise you, people marvel at my transatlantic accent, which people on this side of the Atlantic don't seem to notice at all, really. It's uh, it's a funny one. But you know the great thing about this new series is I'm able to set it in Wales. And that's such a joy for me. The, the placing of a Welsh stately home in Powys, rather close to a place called Hay on Wye, which your listeners might have heard of because of the Hay Literary Festival. Hay on Wye is the book town in Wales. There are dozens and dozens of bookshops there. It is an absolute honeypot for people who love secondhand, rare vintage and new books. Oh, how so fun. I thought it, 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 oh, it's a fabulous place. Um, 
It's actually twinned with Timbuktu, which might sound a bit puzzling until you realise that Timbuktu is famed for its libraries. So with Hayon Wai drawing book lovers from all over the world, literally, particularly during the literary festival, um, I thought it would be fun to set a stately home quite close to Hayon Wai uh, because book lovers love books about book lovers. <laughs> mm-hmm. That we do. <laughs> This is a completely, as you've described, this is a completely different type of book for you. Why did you decide to go off in this direction? You know, back in the early days when I still didn't have any gray hairs, (laughs) (laughs) um, I self-published two volumes, a volume of 12 short stories, Murder Month by Month, and a volume of four novella, Murder Season by Season. Mm -hmm. The characters of the Wise Inquiries Agency were in both of those books. And when I decided to give myself a change of shape of book, um, I went back to the women of the Wise Inquiries Agency because, honestly, I liked being with them so much. Mm -hmm. Two of them are based very closely on real friends of mine. So it's like I'm having time with real friends for a change. (laughs) (laughs) But the, but the, the structure of the book, as you mentioned, the structure is so much different. Was that uh, an interesting change of pace for you? Because you, you're, you're writing the Kate Morgan series, you're writing two a year right now. I am writing two a year, and it, it is a change of pace, and it's a change of point of view as well. The One aspect that I love about writing the Kate Morgan mysteries is that I write as Kate in the first person. The challenge and the joy of the Wise Inquiries Agency mysteries is that I write from different points of view in the third person. Now, what that allows me to do is to see the world in an entirely different way and to change the pace somewhat from chapter to chapter. I think it's useful when reading a book that you know whose eyes you're seeing the world through, certainly, But it is nice sometimes to see the world through different people's eyes, not just through one person's eyes. It is an interesting, it it really does add an interesting sense to a book uh, when you can just bounce around like that. And it, it, it makes it so much easier to explain what's going on to the reader. Well, I, I do hope so. I mean, if, if I've got Althea, the Dowager Duchess, and Mavis MacDonald, the retired nurse, taking tea together and discussing the case with McFly, the little dog, yapping around their heels, <laughs> I do think it's important that we're able to see Althea and the grandeur within which she lives through the eyes of a woman who's lived a, a, a life raising a family with the army and living in somewhat restrained circumstances because what's normal to Althea is absolutely not normal to Mavis, bless her. And she can't help but comment on that sometimes. Well, one of the things that I, I wanted to do during this interview is you have two dogs. You have They're both chocolate labs, I think. They are. They're my lovely girls. And I was hoping they were going to pay us a visit during the interview, but uh, apparently they're napping or something. Occasionally they will pop in and and chat with us for a bit. But I want listeners to know that uh, Gabby and Poppy have their own Twitter account, which I just find hysterical. (laughs) 
Yeah, I helped them out with the paw work on the keyboard, you know. <laughs> Do you know, it's funny, they're laying around doing rug impersonations today because yesterday the grandsons came and with them came the grand dog. Ah. And he's younger than Gabby and Poppy and he runs them ragged. So they're both pooped today, bless their little hearts. <laughs> But they are my constant writing companions. Usually when I'm at my desk, I have puppy slippers on, one on each foot. And they will occasionally nudge me and tell me it's time to go out for a W-A-L-K. I'm still going to spell that just in case they're listening. Just in case Um, they're paying attention. Good idea. Exactly, yes. (laughs) All right. They they are my companions, yes. Now, you mentioned your writing companions, and you obviously spend a lot of time writing because you've got two books a year in the the Kate Morgan series, and you're starting this series. You're also... Uh, the vice president of Crime Writers of Canada. You're in Sisters in Crime, and you, you do a lot of this stuff. So, uh, And you seem to somehow or other have time to travel all around the world, at least if your Facebook pictures are accurate. Do you know, I am, in fact, three different people. That's the <laughs> truth of the matter. <laughs> I I should be as thin as a rake with all this activity, shouldn't I? Unfortunately, most of it involves sitting down, so I'm not. But um, yes, I do. I do like to travel as much as I possibly can. And that seems to be quite frequently. Um, And um, yeah, my role as vice president of Crime Writers of Canada is really important to me. You know, Canada's a relatively small country in terms of population, but we've got one heck of a crime writing community if you look at it on a per capita basis. Um, I don't think that Canadians are necessarily all criminally minded, (laughs) but um, there are some wonderful names that have been you know, coming out of Canada, and not just the well-known ones like Louise Penny or, or Alan Bradley, but so there's such a depth of crime writing. And Crime Writers of Canada really does its best to try to represent crime writing of all our members to the world. So if, if any of your listeners are so minded, just check out the Crime Writers of Canada, Crime Writers Canada website, and um, you've got a wealth of reading there to do. And not all crime writers set their books in Canada. I, I would be a case in point there, actually. Mm-hmm. One of my Kate Morgan books was set in Canada. The Dottie, uh, the, the Women of the Wise Inquiries Agency books will not be set in Canada. They're set in Wales. So it, it's not as though everything is going to take place in Canada that comes from a Canadian crime writer. Well, and Cat- Sisters in Crime is, is a great organization supporting women in crime writing. So, yeah, I'm busy. But you know what? I love it. I wouldn't be any other way. Kathy, what's the best way for people to keep up with you and your work? Well, if they've got the time, www.kathyace.com, C-A-T-H-Y-A-C-E.com, will get them to a website that talks about me my Kate Morgan books, and the Women of the Wise Inquiries books. There's also a super spot there for anyone who belongs to a book club um, and a reading list as well if, if people need to look for new titles that they might not be familiar with from authors over all ages, all different types of books from all around the world. You are a... An in- a long-time reader, and you read a lot of crime fiction, and I got a, I got a big kick out of reading your, your reading list. I, uh, that was fun. You know what? I I try to read across the board. I I will always get to the end of a book. Um, And I I do read very different types of crime fiction. Sometimes it'll be a police procedural mood that I'm in. Other times it'll be a bit lighter. So, yep, there's quite a variety there. 
All right. Well, I will have links to uh, Crime Writers of Canada website as well as your website in the show notes. And um, yay. Yay. <laughs> so, Kathy, it, it was a treat speaking with you. Um, let's talk for let's talk very briefly about what the best way is for readers to get this new book. You know, the case of the Dotty Dowager is coming out as a hardback book, which is quite a difference for me. This is another new thing. Um, and I must admit, if it weren't for the fact that libraries had always been in my life, I would never have become a reader, which means I would never have become a writer. Please go to your local library. If you can't put your hand in your pocket for a hardback, and I do know they are expensive, go to your local library and request that your library gets it in for you. Um, it's a great way to read a book for free, and it's a fabulous way from an author's point of view for that book to then be available for other people to discover on the shelf who might only ever use libraries. My mum's already been into her library in Swansea in Wales, where the book is on the shelf in the UK, and she was so proud to pull my book off mm -hmm. the shelf and, and hold it and touch it. And the librarian was very impressed that I'm her daughter. And I, I completely concur with what you're saying. The whole idea of getting a book from the library, there's just something that's, I don't know, it's wonderful about going into a library and checking out a book. I know sometimes as readers we feel guilty not buying the book, but so if, if it's only released in hardback, hardcover books are are hard to cost justify a lot of times. And Absolutely. so going to your library to pick up a copy is a great suggestion. Well, I, I really encourage people to do that. You know, authors will not be asked to continue writing if they don't have readers. And many readers discover books and authors and characters in libraries. Hang out. I grew up a library rat and I'll never be any different. <laughs> so please go speak to your librarian, check it online, whatever you can do to get your hands on the book, just get your little paws on it and, and have a mush about with it. You'll probably be drinking a nice strong cup of tea by the end of it and feeling terribly, terribly British. <laughs> Kathy, that's why I like you so, so much, is that we're both library rats. It's not a bad thing to be, you know. Not a bad thing. So thanks, thanks again for being with us today, Kathy. This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. If you are an iTunes listener, please subscribe and give us a rating or a review. Those help other crime fiction readers find great new books like The Case of the Dottie Dowager from Kathy Ace. Thanks for listening.